And before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav etzivanu, la'asog b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Today I want to talk about the importance of the unity between Jewish and not Jewish believers and its connection to the spiritual revival of the last days, unity. I would like to start with Ephesians chapter 2. Let us open together Ephesians chapter 2, start with verse 11. Ephesians 2, 11. Therefore, keep in mind that once you, Gentiles in the flesh, were called uncircumcision by those called circumcision, which is performed on flesh by hand. At that time you were separate from Messiah, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Messiah Yeshua, you who once were far off and been brought near by the blood of the Messiah. Verse 14. For he is our shalom. The one who made the two into the one and broke down the middle wall of separation. Verse 20. You have been built on the foundation made up of the emissaries or apostles and prophets. With Messiah Yeshua himself being the cornerstone. In him, the whole building, being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple for the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into God's dwelling place in the Ruach, the Holy Spirit. Our faith in Yeshua unites the Messianic Jewish community and the Christian world which is the gathering of believers from different nations who join Israel through the Jewish Messiah. Together, believers in Yeshua from both the Messianic Jewish community and the Christian church make up the Ecclesia, Ecclesia, the body of the Messiah. And it is so essential to understand and remember because our unity is the only way to the salvation of Israel and spiritual revival among the nations. Let us look what the Bible says about it. I would like to open Romans chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Romans 11, 25 and 26. And let us together dig in. Verse 25. For I do not want you, brothers and sisters, to be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own eyes that partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And verse 26. And in this way all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer shall come out of Zion. He shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. That is the prophetic picture and the map of the future spiritual restoration of our people. So let us look at one specific word here, the fullness. This verse uh, 25, 
that a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. The fullness in Greek pleroma means fullness, completeness, fulfillment. It is not about the numbers of Gentiles, but the meaning of this word is about the state, the completeness, the correct beliefs and understandings in the body of Messiah. We can find the exact word pleroma in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and verse 23, the same word. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. God placed all things under Messiah's feet and appointed him as head over all things for his community, which is his body, the pleroma, again, the same word, the pleroma, the fullness of him who fills all in all. In the context of the entire 11th chapter of the Apostle Paul to the Romans, we can see that fullness is the restoration of the Jewish biblical component in the body of the Messiah. It means the maturing of God's community by accepting the Jewish roots of faith as a very important and fundamental part of its relationship with God. When people who believe in Jesus understand the Jewish roots of faith and make that understanding a part of their daily lives, part of pleroma, the pleroma, the fullness comes. And with the arrival of that fullness, people from other nations become like Ruth, accepting and knowing and living by faith in the God of Israel. I would like to read book of Ruth, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. This is the prophetic picture, the prophetic map for all of us today. Ruth, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Ruth replied, Do not plead with me to abandon you, to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May Adonai deal with me and worse, if anything but death comes between me and you. What a powerful and prophetic statement from Ruth, who was a Moabite woman. Do you remember that the Lord commanded Israel not to accept Moabites into the community of the Lord? It was his command. It was his command. But because of her decision and her faith, because of her pleroma, the fullness of understanding, she became not only a grandmother of the great King David, but a cherished member of the lineage, lineage of Messiah Yeshua. The story of Ruth the Moabites is an example of the messianic unity between non-Jews and Jews so that both can enter the worship in the house of God in the presence of the Lord. One of my favorite places, it is Isaiah chapter 56. It's about us, about us today. Isaiah 56 verse 6 and 7. Here's the promise. Also foreigners who will join themselves to Adonai, 
to minister to him and to love the name of Adonai and to be his servants, all who keep from profaning Shabbat and hold fast to my covenant. These I will bring to my holy mountain and let them rejoice in the house, in my house of prayer. Their burnt offering and the sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. And here's the main important part. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. It is not only about the Jewish people. It is not only about the Gentiles. Because the house of the Lord is called a house of prayer for all nations for all nations in unity how wonderful is that it is that our community consists of jews and non-jews as a fulfillment of the word of god for all the peoples of the earth and now let us continue to the torah portion and ask an important question let us ask this question ourselves today how to return to fullness or pleroma in ecclesia the church the body of messiah how to become united in messiah how can jews and gentiles become united in faith in worship the lord what are the steps to take so one of the important and practical answers we find in today's torah chapter it is a beautiful torah chapter leviticus chapter 23 verse 1 and verse 2 it is such an important place for today then adonai spoke to moses saying again he spoke to moses saying it is the lord who is giving these commands not the moses not not anybody else but adonai the lord speak to bnei israel sons of israel and tell them these are the appointed times in hebrew moadim of adonai which you are to proclaim to be holy convocations, my feasts, again, my Moadim. I call it the meeting place and time cannot be changed. First, there is no such thing in the Bible as Jewish holidays. You will never find Jewish holiday in the scriptures. There are Lord's Moadim, his holy convocations, his holidays, appointed times for all the peoples of the earth, for everyone. All who are part of the body of Messiah, the church and the Messianic community, Jews and Gentiles are included for all of us. The Lord describes his holidays as Moadim and the word Moed has several meanings that are more appropriate to describe an important business meeting than a regular holiday. The appointed time, appointed date, one of the meaning appointed meeting, appointed place or meeting place. The truth is that our Lord is the King. He appointed times to meet with him and we had better be there on time. It is our part. Our Lord outlined his position regarding the special times when the children of Israel should come before him. It can be said that God's holidays are the official days of reception, the dates by which humankind 
verifies its position before the Lord. We do not have the right to cancel what the Lord has established forever. It is not our right because he is the Lord. Our remembrance of the history of the Jewish people connects those ancient generations with us, with people living in the 21st century. To this day, Jewish across the face of the earth unite as, as this, at these appointed times, these certain days of the year, in the annual observation of God's appointed times. The rabbis explaining the meaning of the biblical Jewish holidays said that besides the fact that God reveals his will and himself through them, their essence and difference from holidays of other nations is that believers in the God of Israel should not just remember events from the distant past, not just perform its word or commandments. They're supposed to relieve what they celebrate. And yet another sign of these appointed times is that they also point forward. They're prophetic days, prophetic times. The central theme of the appointed times is future salvation and deliverance. They're historical and they are prophetic. They narrate the past and they foreshadow the future. They have a foundation and they have a fullness of time. God's appointed times are central for all people of the earth. They are his incredible teaching tools that increase our understanding when we experience what we celebrate, the love of God towards his people, towards us. In a few words, I want to show the main prophetic meaning of the biblical Jewish holidays because this is the dial by which all of the humanity lives. This is the clock, clock of the universe. So let us go and briefly explain these holidays. The first one, really briefly, Pesach. The exodus from Egypt through the saving blood of the sacrificial lamb. This holiday indicates the atoning death of the Lamb of God for all of humanity and the release of every believer, every believer from all the nations, from the slavery of sin and death. Shavuot or Pentecost in the Christian world, in Jewish tradition, it is the day when the tablets were given on Sinai. It is also harvest festival in Israel, a time when the priests shook the offering before the face of the Lord, the first offering. Shavuot indicates the bringing of the first fruits to the Lord, the descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciples of Yeshua, and the birth of the first Messianic community. These are two Moadim, or appointed days, we observe in the spring. These spring feasts are observations of prophetic events fulfilled thousands of years ago. We know that Yeshua was crucified on Pesach, and that event ushered in a new period, the Messianic era. So we live in Messianic era because of Yeshua, and it started on Pesach. The Holy Spirit descended on Shavuot in Jerusalem, and the great miracle happened. The Lord descended into the hearts of people. He wrote his Torah instruction on our hearts. 
It is no coincidence that Yeshua has, was slain on the same day as the sacrifice, sacrificing of the Passover lamb in Egypt. The day of Shavuot on which Moses received the Torah from God is the same day the Spirit descended upon the 120 people in the upper room after Yeshua's resurrection. What a prophetic days. What a prophetic days. The final, final three Moadim or appointed days are called the fall fest feasts or fall festivals. We haven't yet seen their prophetic fulfillment. It is in future. But we should know which day of the biblical calendar to expect it. After all, God, God works by his calendar. And it is not a secret. We now live in the end times, the last days as we await their fulfillment because they will close out the current age and as the bible says all will be made new so let us start with rosh hashanah first of the fall fest feasts the festival of the shofar blessed the new year the beginning of the days of judgment this prophetic feast will be fulfilled when yeshua comes to this earth for the second time as the judge and king with the sound of shofar and heaven trumpets. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and verse 52. Here's the prophetic fulfillment. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be all shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last shofar for the shofar will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we will be changed such a beautiful prophetic holiday about the coming of messiah yeshua the second time he will come on this earth on this uh, sound of shofar the second Moadim uh, of the Moadim, Yom Kippur, points us to the coming judgment of God over all the nations of the earth. It will be at this time that every person who lived on earth will receive a sentence corresponding to his deeds and his life. For those who have lived a life without faith, without Yeshua, without salvation, eternal torment. For the righteous who are redeemed by the sacrifice of Yeshua, the eternal justification and mercy of the Lord. And the last one, the holiday of Sukkot, in which all people are commanded to live seven days in the tents, in the booths. Every Jew who walked in the desert with Moses looked through the roof of his sukkah and was able to see a pillar of the Lord's presence. Prophetically, this holiday points us to the book of Revelation. It is Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 and verse 4. Here's the Sukkot. I also heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is among, them, among men, and he shall tabernacle among them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them and be their God. And verse 4. We wait for this moment. He shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. 
nor shall there be mourning or crying or pain any longer, for the former things have passed away. This is Sukkot. This is our future. This is the promise from the Lord to all of us who believe in Yeshua the Messiah. So serve the Lord with all your heart. In conclusion, I want to say a few words. We are saved. We are called. We are cleansed, changed, and redeemed for one purpose, to serve him, be his hands and feet, his priests on this earth. Serving the Lord is not a burden, not a favor to God. It is an honor, a privilege, a joy, and the meaning of our lives. He is the perfect Lord and therefore accepts perfect sacrifices, all of us. This whole chapter of the Torah indicates when and how the Lord wants to see us and how we are to serve him correctly. I want to conclude with Leviticus chapter 22, verse 31 through 33. Leviticus 22, 31 through 33. So here's the final words for today, tonight. So you are to keep my mitzvot, commands, and do them. I'm Adonai, the Lord. You must not profane my holy name, for I will be made holy among the Israel, sons of Israel. I'm Adonai who makes you holy, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I'm the Lord. Amen. Even if the whole world goes in the wrong direction, our task is to praise him, to worship him in everything, to be in unity, to fulfill his will on this earth. Amen. In conclusion, I want to remind you if, that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. Now from Rabbi David, Rabbi Sandy, me and all our Beth Israel team, Shabbat Shalom. I will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. Let us pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpacha. Shabbat Shalom.